Greetings, everyone. Thank you for coming to today's podcast. Remember, with God, all things are possible. I'm Fernando. I'm an alcoholic and entrepreneur. My ex-mother-in-law used to say, used to say, entrepreneur. She was always entrepreneur. Maybe she had something there because I was always trying to living on good intentions, you know. Uh, my, she would tell me things like, you know, we're going to take care of your kids while you're out there drinking and so forth, you know. Those kids are not going to go un, uh, unnourished. And, uh, boy, she was a tough cookie. And I said, well, I'm trying to fix my, my new scheme of business, and we're going to get it going, and things are going to be all right, and someday I'm going to have plenty of money. I'm going to make everything right. Well, that day didn't come. And one day the police even came to the house, and uh, to their house, uh, and they took me away in handcuffs. So, you know, it's, it's crazy. Life can get really crazy. But the point I wanted to say today is uh, that was years ago. Of course, we don't do that no more. We've been recovered, and we have a sense of belonging now to society and to help out and to live life the way it's designed to, to live. And today I'm going to be uh, telling you a story about how I, I got involved in the uh, in real estate through uh, Alcoholic Anonymous. I was sitting in AA in Los Amigos and I heard a guy talk about, I was about a year sober. And a guy came down and he said how he got sober and how he got into real estate and how he started doing loans and so forth and how he was doing really good. And I said, wow, my brother-in-law and my sister just got into real estate. <clears throat> they were in their early 20s, and they were doing really good and just bought a house. So I just thought about that. <clears throat> in about a month or so, I dropped by their house to see how they're doing. They were pulling out of the driveway, and my sister said, jump in the back. We're going to go to Century 21, and I'm going to sign up, and young Lana's going to sign up. And, and all these family members were signing up in Century 21 because they had the school two for one. And I think at that time it was $49 you can take the course. And I just, they just needed another body, so I jumped in the back. And we went and we all signed up, four of us, with all these good intentions. And because of um, AA, I had peace and I was able to focus and I had power through God to to accomplish things. Never had that before. I had gotten my GD. I had gotten a, a air conditioning certificate, a little bit of geometry, a little bit of um, algebra, and they gave me, and then I had a, a, a chemistry in a local junior college, and I passed that, and that was a miracle in itself. I, I told God, even if I fail, I'm not going to stop doing this course. And it so happens that the only thing that saved me was doing a couple of book reports at the end. And that's, it's always, there's always faith in saying, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to fail this. Uh, so from listening to this guy that inspired me in Los Amigos AA, I went to the real estate Century 21 and I went through their eight-week course and then I went through their eight-week course again because I had so much time now. I wasn't drinking. I was going to AA. I smelled good, and I could pay attention. 
And before you know it, I started selling real estate. I bought a house, bought a Mercedes Benz. I, I bought a, a Cadillac and I was driving around in a Corvette and I was selling. I had about, um, I think I sold about 52 houses in my first two years or something in that nature. You know, it was just, I didn't know I, I wasn't supposed to fly. That's what they told me in the office. So things started. I was working nights pumping diesel at Rouse Grocery Company, and I was doing real estate in the daytime and going to AA and the whole bit and Annie Abuse School. And boy, I remember being so busy that I had like five places to go to. One of them was to get sleep, and I was up and down all over Whittier, East LA, Montebello, back to uh, Carson for work. And uh, just completely busy. I look back and I see that I was at my happiest when I was pursuing and I was so busy. When we're busy, we're out of ourselves and we're accomplishing, we're, we're happy. So what happened with this real estate deal, I met another real estate agent that was involved in Amway. And the reason I like about on Amway is that they would listen to a cassette a week or, or uh, motivational cassettes. At that time we had cassettes. And they would have to read a book a month and go to uh, seminars. And boy, and you smell good too. And everybody used the, uh, this, you know, freshener they spray in their mouth while they were in there. And took a bunch of vitamins and everybody smelled good. And everybody was selling water filters, pots and pans. And it was just a bunch of craziness. I got involved. I was in a seminar in Burbank. And I had recruited a bunch of people, a nurse from uh, here, another, a lot of real estate agents were with me, and, and we were all having fun. I'll, I'll tell you this one, one cent that was really comical. We, we would have to go and give this uh, presentations to people. And uh, I went to the, we went with this buddy of mine, he went to go see his buddy, I think it was Almani or Ballin Park, and his buddy was an old-time hippie. His hair was down to his, you know, waist, his beard, and hair long, and he said, my wife doesn't like any visitors, he goes, let's go over here inside the chicken coop, I'm telling you, there was an empty chicken coop, at that time, they used to raise a lot of chicken in uh, Baum Park, whatever, and we went in there, and we sat on some orange crates, <laughs> and inside the chicken coop, the three of us, I gave the guy a presentation, and he got excited. You know, the presentation was designed for belief and faith to activate. And it did just that, just like the way AA is designed to believe and faith to activate and get going in life. He got excited and he came in, he shaved his, all the hair and he became an instant businessman and an instant success. You know, last time I heard of the guy, he was like, you know, not going going for his license in um, in selling stock. That's where a big transformation that happened, a miracle. But anyway, I was in Burbank and I was in this Amway seminar, and I'm listening, and they're talking about this. There's going to be another seminar in Washington D.C. And I said, "Wow, I sure like to go." To that I was saying, "Man, it would be nice if I can go." And I get a tap on my shoulder. And one of the persons there says, if you go to that seminar, one of the people in my group says, I will pay for your flight. Whoa, 
Really, all I had to do was provide my, uh, you know, registration and uh, hotel and uh, food. You said, yep, I sure did. I think the flight cost was about $600 that time to go to Washington, D.C. and come back. That's a lot of money. Anyway, it was paid for. They sent me the email. And I went. And we went, and me and another buddy, a Chinese guy, we went over there. We were both selling Amway, and we went for the motivation. And we went, and we stood at the uh, inaugurated hotel where the young President Bush got inaugurated. We stood there, and that's where we had uh, the seminar. And John Tesh was supposed to play music that night. And it was really, really nice, you know. And at and the, our days off, we went roaming around through Washington, D.C., through all the, uh, all the memorials there. Uh, the Jefferson Memorial, which really influenced me. We have the Holocaust Memorial, where all the Holocaust, they have tons and tons of human hair and shoes and all kinds of things from the Holocaust. I went to the Lincoln Memorial and man and I was just a lot a lot of walking. Okay two things happened there. I was I was wanted to bring um, an item for one, one of my sons. I wanted to bring him a t-shirt and I only had about thirty dollars and um so I prayed, as God, I need to find a t-shirt so I can bring back for my junior, for my son Fernando. You know, uh, my other son, I already had gotten something else. So uh, it was a big deal for me to be, by the way, I did go to an AA meeting in one of the subways there in Washington, D.C. And I went to, uh, on my own, and I thought no one was gonna be there. I thought the place was empty. And when I got there, all these young people, and I couldn't even find a seat. I was, it was amazing, amazing AA. And then from there, I, I was walking home, and I was still praying for that T-shirt. And when I walked into the, uh, the that big old hotel where they inaugurated President Bush, I saw a table in the seminar that was selling T-shirts. And I walked up there and I saw this t-shirt that had my name and what they called me in Sacramento. They started calling me Commando in Sacramento because I was pushing old timers to get into service because we needed secretaries because I started some new meetings in the morning. They never had new meetings and I lobbied and got them approved. And then I was looking for, um, and at that time they started calling me Commando and the whole group I started rallying over the morning meetings and we also had a matinee on Saturday where we watched a recovery movie and it was a barbecue with pot with a barbecue with you know free pot or whatever you know bring something not smoking pot but food and a lot of people and a lot of homeless people came and everybody we had up to 30 to 40 people on a Saturday on that AA in West Sacramento where uh, it was just, it went for 10 years. They ran out of movies to play. They would play a matinee and then they would discuss the principles of the, and it was, it was a long one because we did actually a lot of readings too. Anyway, um, I forgot my point. Oh yeah, the t-shirts I saw on the table, it said, Fernando's Commandos, a red Auburn type t-shirt, not bright red, but maroon type. And I said, hey, how much for this t-shirt? The lady says 30 bucks with tax. I said, well, 
I have 30 bucks, but I don't think I have enough for the tax, I told her. But I really like to have this T-shirt. And she looked at me and she says, you know, we've been locked. We go to, from city to city with these people in the seminars and we sell their, their, their stuff, their books, tapes, and T-shirts. And we've been logging around this big box of T-shirts and we haven't sold any for two years. Fernando Commando. How much you got? I said, oh, I got about $31. And then the lady said, well, here, take the whole box and you can keep them all for the 30 bucks. So I... God answered my prayer. I think I got one t-shirt for every dollar I have, about 32 t-shirts. And you should have seen me on the plane. I was dropping t-shirts all over the place, you know, because you couldn't bring so much. I didn't have a, I didn't have any luggage down at the bottom. I had it all on my lap. And, but I got it here, and, and a lot of my sponsees got Fernando's Commando t-shirts. And you, you see them once in a while, someone wearing one. And that was a long time ago. But that's how the miracle of the t-shirt, so I'm, I'm getting ready to print a whole bunch of new ones. It, the, the, the deal was that they had a campaign to raise money for wheelchairs, and there was a guy named Fernando that was heading the, the, the uh, campaign. It was kind of like a donation that they were selling t-shirts to raise the money. And the campaign had died down. They had other campaigns. So I ended up with a prayer answer, glory to God. He gave me more than I can ever think or ask according to his purpose and glory. Thank you so much for listening to my t-shirt story, Fernando's Commandos. God bless you and thank you for listening in. Remember, with God, all things are possible. Fernando. Greetings, everyone. Thank you for coming to today's podcast. Remember, with God, all things are possible. I'm Fernando. I'm an alcoholic and entrepreneur. My ex-mother-in-law used to say, used to say, entrepreneur. She was always entrepreneur. Maybe she had something there because I was always trying to living on good intentions, you know. Um, I, she would tell me things like, you know, we're going to take care of your kids while you're out there drinking and so forth, you know. Those kids are not going to go un, uh, unnourished. And, uh, boy, she was a tough cookie. And I said, well, I'm trying to fix my, my new scheme of business and we're going to get it going and things are going to be all right and someday I'm going to have plenty of money I'm going to make everything right. Well, that day didn't come, and one day the police even came to the house, and uh, to their house, uh, and they took me away in handcuffs. So, you know, it's, it's crazy. Life can get really crazy. But the point I wanted to say today is uh, that was years ago. Of course, we don't do that no more. We've been recovered, and we have a sense of belonging now to society and to help out and to live life the way it's designed to, to live. And today I'm going to be uh, ex telling you a story about how I, I got involved in, the, uh, in real estate through uh, Alcoholic Anonymous. I was sitting in AA in Los Amigos and I heard a guy talk about, I was about a year sober, 
and a guy came down and he said how he got sober and how he got into real estate and how he started doing loans and so forth and how he was doing really good. And I said, wow, my brother-in-law and my sister just got into real estate. <clears throat> they were in their early 20s and they were doing really good and just bought a house. So I just thought about that. <clears throat> in about a month or so, I dropped by their house to see how they're doing. They were pulling out of the driveway and my sister said, jump in the back. We're going to go to Century 21 and I'm going to sign up and young Lana's going to sign up and and all these family members were signing up in Century 21 because they had the school two for one. And I think at that time it was $49 you can take the course. And I just, they just needed another body, so I jumped in the back. And we went and we all signed up, four of us, with all these good intentions. And because of uh, AA, I had peace and I was able to focus and I had power through God to to accomplish things. Never had that before. I had gotten my GED. I had gotten a, a air conditioning certificate, a little bit of geometry, a little bit of um, algebra, and they gave me, and then I had a, a, a chemistry in a local junior college, and I passed that, and that was a miracle in itself. I, I told God, even if I fail, I'm not going to stop doing this course. And it so happens that the only thing that saved me was doing a couple of book reports at the end. And that's, it's always, there's always faith in saying, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to fail this. Uh, so from listening to this guy that inspired me in Los Amigos AA, I went to the Real Estate Century 21 and I went through their eight-week course and then I went through their eight-week course again because I had so much time now. I wasn't drinking. I was going to AA. I smelled good, and I could pay attention. And before you know it, I started selling real estate. I bought a house, bought a Mercedes-Benz. I, I bought a, a Cadillac, and I was driving around in a Corvette, and I was selling. I had about, um, I think I sold about 52 houses in my first two years or something in that nature. You know, it was just... I didn't know I, I wasn't supposed to fly. That's what they told me in the office. So things started. I was working nights pumping diesel at Rouse Grocery Company. And I was doing real estate in the daytime. And going to AA and the whole bit. And Annie Abuse School. And boy, I remember being so busy that I had like five places to go to. One of them was to get sleep. And I was... The, up and down all of Whittier, East L.A., Montebello, back to uh, Carson for work, and uh, just completely busy. I look back and I see that I was at my happiest when I was pursuing and I was so busy. When we're busy, we're out of ourselves and we're accomplishing, we're, we're happy. So what happened with this real estate deal, I met another real estate agent that was involved in Amway. And the reason I like about on Amway is that they would listen to a cassette a week or, or uh, motivational cassettes. At that time, we had cassettes. And they would have to read a book a month and go to uh, seminars. And boy, and you smell good too. And everybody used the, uh, this, you know, freshener they spray in their mouth while they were in there. And took a bunch of vitamins, and everybody smelled good, and everybody was selling water filters, pots and pans, and 
It was just a bunch of craziness. I got involved. I was in a seminar in Burbank, and I had recruited a bunch of people, a nurse from uh, here, another, a lot of real estate agents were with me, and, and we were all having fun. I'll tell you this one one cent that was really comical. We we would have to go and give this uh, presentations to people, and uh, I went to the, we went with this buddy of mine. He went to go see his buddy. I think it was Almani or Ballin Park, and his buddy was a old time hippie. His hair was down to his you know waist, his beard, and hair long. And he said, "My wife doesn't like any visitors." He goes. Let's go over here inside the chicken coop. I'm telling you, there was an empty chicken coop. At that time, they used to raise a lot of chicken in uh, Baum Park, whatever. And we went in there, and we sat on some orange crates. <laughs> and inside the chicken coop, the three of us, I gave the guy a presentation, and he got excited. You know, the presentation was designed for belief and faith to activate and it did just that, just like the way AA is designed to believe and faith to activate and get going in life. He got excited, and he came in, he shaved his, all the hair, and he became an instant businessman and an instant success. You know, last time I heard of the guy, he was like, you know, not <clears throat> going, going for his license in, um, in selling stock. That's where a big transformation that happened, a miracle. But anyway, I was in Burbank, and I was in this Amway seminar, and I'm listening, and they're talking about this. there's going to be another seminar in Washington, D.C. And I said, wow, i sure like to go that. I was saying, man, it would be nice if I can go. And I get a tap on my shoulder, and one of the persons there says, if you go to that seminar, one of the people in my group says, I will pay for your flight. Whoa, really? All I had to do was provide my, uh, you know, registration and uh, hotel and uh, food. You said, yep, I sure did. I think the flight cost was about $600 that time to go to Washington, D.C. and come back. That's a lot of money. Anyway, it was paid for. They sent me the email. And I went, and we went, and me and another buddy, a Chinese guy, we went over there. We were both selling Amway, and we went for the motivation. And we went, and we stood at the uh, inaugurated hotel where the young President Bush got inaugurated. We stood there, and that's where we had uh, the seminar. And John Tesh was supposed to play music that night, and it was really, really nice, you know. And at and the, our days off, we went roaming around through Washington D.C. through all the uh, all the memorials there. Uh, the Jefferson Memorial was really influenced me. We have the Holocaust Memorial, where all the Holocaust they have tons and tons of human hair and shoes and all kinds of things from the Holocaust. I went to the Lincoln Memorial, and man, and I was just a lot, a lot of walking. Okay, two things happened there. I was I was wanted to bring um, an item for one one of my sons. I wanted to bring him a T-shirt, and I only had about thirty dollars. And um, so I prayed, as God, I need to find a T-shirt so I can bring back for my junior, for my son Fernando. You know, uh, my other son, I already had gotten something else. So 
uh, it was a big deal for me to be, by the way, I did go to an AA meeting in one of the subways there in Washington, D.C., and I went to, uh, on my own, and I thought no one was going to be there. I thought the place was empty, and when I got there, it was all these young people, and I couldn't even find a seat. I was, it was amazing, amazing AA. And then from there, I, I was walking home, and I was still praying for that T-shirt. And when I walked into the, uh, the that big old hotel where they inaugurated President Bush, I saw a table in the seminar that was selling T-shirts. And I walked up there, and I saw this T-shirt that had my name and what they called me in Sacramento. They started calling me Commando in Sacramento because I was pushing old-timers to get into service because we needed secretaries, because I started some new meetings in the morning. They never had new meetings, and I lobbied and got them approved. And then I was looking for, um, and at that time, they started calling me commando. And the whole group started rallying over the morning meetings. And we also had a matinee on Saturday where we watched a recovery movie, and it was a barbecue with pot, with a... Uh, Barbecue with, you know, free pot or whatever, you know, bring something, not smoking pot, but food. And a lot of people and a lot of homeless people came and everybody, we had up to 30 to 40 people on a Saturday on that AA in West Sacramento, where uh, it was just, it went for 10 years. They ran out of movies to play. They would play a matinee and then they would discuss the principles of the and it was, it was a long one because we did actually a lot of readings too. Anyway, um, I forgot my point. Oh yeah, the t-shirts I saw on the table, it said Fernando's Commandos, a red auburn type t-shirt, kind of bright red but maroon type. And I said, hey, how much for this t-shirt? And the lady says, 30 bucks with tax. And I said, well, I have 30 bucks, but I don't think I have enough for the tax, I told her. But I really like to have this t-shirt. And she looked at me and she says, you know, we've been locked. We go to, from city to city with these people in the seminars and we sell their, their, their stuff, their books, tapes, and T-shirts. And we've been logging around this big box of T-shirts and we haven't sold any for two years. Fernando Commando. How much you got? I said, oh, I got about $31. And then the lady said, well, here, take the whole box and you can keep them all for the 30 bucks. So I... God answered my prayer. I think I got one t-shirt for every dollar I had, about 32 t-shirts. And you should have seen me on the plane. I was dropping t-shirts all over the place, you know, because you couldn't bring so much. I didn't have a, I didn't have any luggage down at the bottom. I had it all on my lap. And, but I got it here, and, and a lot of my sponsees got Fernando's Commando t-shirts. And you, you see them once in a while, someone wearing one. And that was a long time ago. But that's how the miracle of the t-shirt, so I'm, I'm getting ready to print a whole bunch of new ones. It, the, the, the deal was that they had a campaign to raise money for wheelchairs, and there was a guy named Fernando that was heading the, the, the uh, campaign. It was kind of like a donation that they were selling t-shirts to raise the money. And the campaign had died down. They had other campaigns. So I ended up with a prayer answered, glory to God. He gave me more than I can ever think or ask according to his purpose and glory. 
Thank you so much for listening to my t-shirt story, Fernando's Commandos. God bless you, and thank you for listening in. Today we come before you, joining our faith and asking for your protection from the wicked. Let the power in your word protect us from the pestilence that walks in the darkness and the powers that plants evil seeds in people's life while they are asleep. In Jesus' only mighty name, Amen. Isaiah 3 verse 11 Woe to the wicked, it shall be ill with him, for the reward of his hands shall be given him. Micah 2 verse 1 Woe to those who devise iniquity, and work out evil on their beds, at morning light they practice it, because it is in the power of their hand. Proverbs 4 verse 14 Do not enter the path of the wicked, and do not walk in the way of evil. Psalm 64 verse 2 Hide me from the secret plots of the wicked, from the rebellion of the workers of iniquity. Psalm 55 Give ear to my prayer, O God and hide not thyself from my supplication. Attend unto me, and hear me, I mourn in my complaint, and make a noise, because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, for they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is sore pained within me, and the terrors of death are fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror hath overwhelmed me. And I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. Lo, then would I wander far off and remain in the wilderness. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. Destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongues, for I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go about it upon the walls thereof. Mischief also and sorrow are in the midst of it. Wickedness is in the midst thereof, Deceit and guile depart not from her streets. For it was not an enemy that reproached me, then I could have borne it. Neither was it he that hated me that did magnify himself against me, then I would have hid myself from him. But it was thou, a man mine equal, my guide, and mine acquaintance. We took sweet counsel together and walked unto the house of God in company. Let death seize upon them 
and let them go down quick into hell, for wickedness is in their dwellings and among them. As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. He hath delivered my soul in peace from the battle that was against me, for there were many with me. God shall hear and afflict them, even he that abideth of old. Because they have no changes, therefore they fear not God. He hath put forth his hands against such as be at peace with him. He hath broken his covenant. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet were they drawn swords. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. But thou, O God, shalt bring them down into the pit of destruction. Bloody and deceitful men shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in thee. Proverbs 4 verse 17 For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. Proverbs 2 verse 14 Who delight in doing evil and rejoice in the perversity of evil. Zechariah 5 verse 8 Then he said, This is wickedness, and he thrust her down into the basket and threw the lead cover over its mouth. Psalm 22 My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me, and from the words of my roaring? O oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not, and in the night season, and am not silent. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in thee, they trusted, and thou didst deliver them. They cried unto thee, and were delivered, they trusted in thee, and were not confounded. But I am a worm, and no man, a reproach of men, and despised of the people. All they that see me laugh me to scorn, they shoot out the lip, they shake the head, saying, He trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. But thou art he that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breasts. I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help.
Many bulls have compassed me. Strong bulls of Bashan have beset me round. They gaped upon me with their mouths, as a ravening and a roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax, it is melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws, and thou hast brought me into the dust of death. For dogs have compassed me, the assembly of the wicked have enclosed me, they pierced my hands and my feet. I may tell all my bones, they look and stare upon me. They part my garments among them, and cast lots upon my vesture. But be not thou far from me, O Lord, O my strength, haste thee to help me. Deliver my soul from the sword, my darling from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth, for thou hast heard me from the horns of the unicorns. I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. Ye that fear the Lord, praise him, all ye the seed of Jacob, glorify him, and fear him, all ye the seed of Israel. For he hath not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, neither hath he hid his face from him. But when he cried unto him, he heard. My praise shall be of thee in the great congregation. I will pay my vows before them that fear him. The meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. Your heart shall live forever. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn unto the Lord, and all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before thee. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he is the governor among the nations. All they that be fat upon earth shall eat and worship. All they that go down to the dust shall bow before him, and none can keep alive his own soul. A seed shall serve him, it shall be accounted to the Lord for a generation. They shall come, and shall declare his righteousness unto a people that shall be born, that he hath done this. Psalm 125 verse 3 For the scepter of wickedness shall not rest on the land allotted to the righteous, lest the righteous reach out their hands to iniquity. Proverbs 12 verse 3 A man will not be established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous will not be moved. Psalm 140 verse 8 Do not grant, O Lord, the desires of the wicked. Do not further his wicked scheme, 
lest they be exalted. Proverbs 2 verse 22 But the wicked will be cut off from the earth, and the unfaithful will be uprooted from it. Psalm 18 I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, and my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler, and the horn of my salvation, and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from mine enemies. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about, the snares of death prevented me. In my distress I called upon the Lord, and cried unto my God, he heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him, even into his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled, the foundations also of the hills moved and were shaken, because he was wroth. There went up a smoke out of his nostrils, and fire out of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also, and came down, and darkness was under his feet. And he rode upon a cherub, and did fly, yeah, he did fly upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his secret place, his pavilion round about him were dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. At the brightness that was before him, his thick clouds passed, hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord also thundered in the heavens, and the highest gave his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. Yeah, he sent out his arrows, and scattered them, and he shot out lightnings, and discomforted them. Then the channels of waters were seen, and the foundations of the world were discovered. At thy rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of thy nostrils, he sent from above, he took me, he drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy, and from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me, because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, According to the cleanness of my hands hath he recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord, and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me, 
and I did not put away his statutes from me. I was also upright before him, and I kept myself from mine iniquity. Therefore, if the Lord recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his eyesight. With the merciful thou wilt show thyself merciful, with an upright man thou wilt show thyself upright, with the pure thou wilt show thyself pure, and with the froward thou wilt show thyself froward. For thou wilt save the afflicted people, but wilt bring down high looks. For thou wilt light my candle, the Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. For by thee I have run through a troop, and by my God have I leaped over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect, the word of the Lord is tried, he is a buckler to all those that trust in him. For who is God save the Lord? Or who is a rock save our God? It is God that girdeth me with strength, and maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hinds feet, and setteth me upon my high places. He teacheth my hands to war, so that a bow of steel is broken by mine arms. Thou hast also given me the shield of thy salvation, and thy right hand hath holden me up, and thy gentleness hath made me great. Thou hast enlarged my steps under me, that my feet did not slip. I have pursued mine enemies, and overtaken them, neither did I turn again till they were consumed. I have wounded them that they were not able to rise, they are fallen under my feet. For thou hast girded me with strength unto the battle, thou hast subdued under me those that rose up against me. Thou hast also given me the necks of mine enemies, that I might destroy them that hate me. They cried, but there was none to save them, even unto the Lord, but he answered them not. Then did I beat them small as the dust before the wind, I did cast them out as the dirt in the streets. Thou hast delivered me from the strivings of the people, and thou hast made me the head of the heathen. A people whom I have not known shall serve me. As soon as they hear of me, they shall obey me. The strangers shall submit themselves unto me. The strangers shall fade away and be afraid out of their close places. The Lord liveth, and blessed be my rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. It is God that avengeth me, and subdueth the people under me. He delivereth me from mine enemies, yea, 
Thou liftest me up above those that rise up against me. Thou hast delivered me from the violent man. Therefore will I give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen, and sing praises unto thy name. Great deliverance giveth he to his king, and sheweth mercy to his anointed, to David, and to his seed for evermore. Psalm 10 verse 15 Break the arm of the wicked and the evil man. Seek out his wickedness until you find none. Psalm 34 verse 21 Evil shall slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous shall be condemned. Job 35 verse 8 Your wickedness affects a man such as you, and your righteousness a son of man. 1 John 5 verse 19 We know that we are of God, and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Proverbs 25 verses 4 to 5 Take away the dross from silver, and it will go to the silversmith for jewellery. Take away the wicked from before the king, and his throne will be established in righteousness. Psalm 16 Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. O my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, Thou art my Lord, my goodness extendeth not to thee, but to the saints that are in the earth, and to the excellent, in whom is all my delight. Their sorrows shall be multiplied that hasten after another God. Their drink offerings of blood will I not offer, nor take up their names into my lips. The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. The lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. I will bless the Lord, who hath given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth, my flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption, Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Isaiah 48 verse 22 There is no peace, says the Lord, for the wicked. Psalm 139 verse 24 And see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Job 20 verse 12 Though evil is sweet in his mouth, 
and he hides it under his tongue. Psalm 5 verse 4 For you are not a God who takes pleasure in wickedness, nor shall evil dwell with you. Psalm 94 verse 23 He has brought on them their own iniquity, and shall cut them off in their own wickedness. The Lord our God shall cut them off. Psalm 27 The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me, he shall set me up upon a rock, and now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yeah, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me, and answer me. When thou saidst, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not. Neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way. O Lord, and lead me in a plain path, because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted, unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Psalm 129 verse 4 The Lord is righteous, he has cut in pieces the cords of the wicked. Proverbs 10 verse 23 To do evil is like sport to a fool but a man of understanding has wisdom. Jeremiah 15 verse 21 
I will deliver you from the hand of the wicked, and I will redeem you from the grip of the terrible. Ezekiel 3 verse 19 Yet, if you warn the wicked, and he does not turn from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your soul. Genesis 6 verse 5 Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Amen. Psalm 7 O Lord my God, in thee do I put my trust. Save me from all them that persecute me, and deliver me, lest he tear my soul like a lion, rending it in pieces, while there is none to deliver. O Lord my God, if I have done this, if there be iniquity in my hands, if I have rewarded evil unto him that was at peace with me, yeah, I have delivered him that without cause is mine enemy. Let the enemy persecute my soul, and take it, yeah, let him tread down my life upon the earth, and lay mine honour in the dust. Arise, O Lord, in thine anger, lift up thyself because of the rage of mine enemies, and awake for me to the judgment that thou hast commanded. So shall the congregation of the people compass thee about, for their sakes therefore return thou on high. The Lord shall judge the people, judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness, and according to mine integrity that is in me. O let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end, but establish the just, for the righteous God trieth the hearts and reigns. My defence is of God, which severeth the upright in heart. God judgeth the righteous, and God is angry with the wicked every day. If he turn not, he will wet his sword, he hath bent his bow, and made it ready. He hath also prepared for him the instruments of death. He ordaineth his arrows against the persecutors. Behold, he travaileth with iniquity, and hath conceived mischief, and brought forth falsehood. He made a pit, and digged it, and is fallen into the ditch which he made. His mischief shall return upon his own head, and his violent dealing shall come down upon his own pate. I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness, and will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. Leviticus 19 verse 18 You shall not take vengeance, nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but ye shall love your neighbour as yourself. I am the Lord. 
1 Samuel 24 verse 12 Let the Lord judge between you and me, and let the Lord avenge me on you, but my hand shall not be against you. Psalm 28 Unto thee will I cry, O Lord my rock, be not silent to me, lest, if thou be silent to me, I become like them that go down into the pit. Hear the voice of my supplications, when I cry unto thee, when I lift up my hands toward thy holy oracle. Draw me not away with the wicked, and with the workers of iniquity, which speak peace to their neighbours, but mischief is in their hearts. Give them according to their deeds, and according to the wickedness of their endeavours. Give them after the work of their hands, render to them their desert. Because they regard not the works of the Lord, nor the operation of his hands, he shall destroy them, and not build them up. Blessed be the Lord, because he hath heard the voice of my supplications. The Lord is my strength and my shield, my heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart greatly rejoiceth, and with my song will I praise him. The Lord is their strength, and he is the saving strength of his anointed. Save thy people, and bless thine inheritance. Feed them also, and lift them up forever. 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 6 That no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in this matter, because the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also forewarned you and testified. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 15 See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good both for yourselves and for all. Psalm 10 Why standest thou far off, O Lord? Why hidest thou thyself in times of trouble? The wicked in his pride doth persecute the poor. Let them be taken in the devices that they have imagined. For the wicked boasteth of his heart's desire, and blesseth the covetous, whom the Lord abhorreth. The wicked, through the pride of his countenance, will not seek after God, God is not in all his thoughts. His ways are always grievous. Thy judgments are far above out of his sight. As for all his enemies, he puffeth at them. He hath said in his heart, I shall not be moved, for I shall never be in adversity. His mouth is full of cursing and deceit and fraud. Under his tongue is mischief and vanity. He sitteth in the lurking places of the villages, 
In the secret places doth he murder the innocent. His eyes are privily set against the poor. He lieth in wait secretly as a lion in his den. He lieth in wait to catch the poor. He doth catch the poor when he draweth him into his net. He croucheth and humbleth himself that the poor may fall by his strong ones. He hath said in his heart, God hath forgotten. He hideth his face, he will never see it. Arise, O Lord, O God, lift up thine hand, forget not the humble. Wherefore doth the wicked contemn God? He hath said in his heart, Thou wilt not require it. Thou hast seen it, for thou beholdest mischief and spite. To requite it with thy hand, the poor committeth himself unto thee. Thou art the helper of the fatherless. Break thou the arm of the wicked and the evil man. Seek out his wickedness till thou find none. The Lord is king for ever and ever. The heathen are perished out of his land. Lord, thou hast heard the desire of the humble. Thou wilt prepare their heart. Thou wilt cause thine ear to hear, to judge the fatherless and the oppressed that the man of the earth may no more oppress. Isaiah 3 verse 11 Woe to the wicked, it shall be ill with him, for the reward of his hands shall be given him. Micah 2 verse 1 Woe to those who devise iniquity, and work out evil on their beds, at morning light they practice it because it is in the power of their hand. Proverbs 4 verse 14 Do not enter the path of the wicked, and do not walk in the way of evil. Psalm 64 verse 2 Hide me from the secret plots of the wicked, from the rebellion of the workers of iniquity. Psalm 55 Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplication. Attend unto me, and hear me, I mourn in my complaint, and make a noise, because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, for they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is sore pained within me, and the terrors of death are fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror hath overwhelmed me. And I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. Lo, then would I wander far off, and remain in the wilderness. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. Destroy, O Lord, 
and divide their tongues, for I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go about it upon the walls thereof, mischief also and sorrow are in the midst of it. Wickedness is in the midst thereof, deceit and guile depart not from her streets. For it was not an enemy that reproached me, then I could have borne it. Neither was it he that hated me that did magnify himself against me, then I would have hid myself from him. But it was thou, a man mine equal, my guide, and mine acquaintance. Welcome to today's Bible College. I'm Fernando, your host. Let's go ahead and open this meeting with a moment of silence, followed by the Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for being our Lord and our Savior. Thank you for guiding us every day in every which way. All right, today we're going to be reading uh, October the 7th for um, Leave Foolishness Behind. It's, today's scripture is Proverbs 13, 21. Evil seeks after sinners, but to the righteous, good shall be repaid. Amen. Just like the Father in heaven, he does righteous acts of giving us everything we need. And we repay him with worship and praise and thanksgiving. Getting on, on our knees and praising him. Amen. This is by article is by Kenny Copeland. Satan has had us in poverty mentally so long that it's tough for us to grasp just how intensely God really does desire to prosper us. Even though he demonstrates that desire again and again. Take Abraham, for example. God made him an extremely wealthy man. Genesis 13.2 says he was rich in cattle and silver and in gold. Then, of course, there was Solomon. The Bible says he surpassed all the kings of the earth in riches and wisdom. God's servant Job possessed such great wealth that he was called the greatest of all men of the East. That was before Satan put him through the ringer. Afterwards, God blessed him with more than twice what Satan had stolen. The problem is just the thought of the kind of wealth God gave to these men scares most believers today. They're afraid it would destroy them. God said that the prosperity of fools shall destroy them, Proverbs 1.32. But that doesn't mean you should avoid being prosperous. It means you should avoid being a fool. I challenge you this week to go to the book of Proverbs and find out for yourself what God says about the characteristics of a fool. Let the Holy Spirit search your heart. If you see ways in which you've been a fool, repent and make a firm decision not to be caught in that trap again. 
Let the word of God inspire you to leave foolishness behind and stir within you the faith to reach out and receive what you, as a redeemed child of the living God, have a divine right to, not the curse of poverty, but the blessing of prosperity. Amen and amen. Back up a little bit. And we'll read uh, the 6th of October. says, Revolutionary Love by Kenny Copeland. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. It is ever ready to believe the best of every person. It hopes are faithless under all circumstances and it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails, never fades out because or obsolete comes to an end. Love never fails, nothing works without it. And there can be no failure with it. When you live by love, you cannot fail. It takes faith to believe that love's way will not fail. The natural mind cannot understand that because the natural man and his world are ruled by selfishness. But when you practice love by faith and refuse to seek your own, you put the Father into action on your behalf. As long as you stay in love, God the Father seeks your own. He sees to it that you succeed. Walking in love is to your great advantage. Agape love is a new kind of power. It makes you master over every situation. No weapon that is formed against you will prosper. No one even has the power to hurt your feelings because you are not ruled by feelings but by God's love. You are loving as He loves. This love is revolutionary. It will, if we fully understood the great return from living God's love, we probably be competing with each other. Each of us is trying to love the other more. And without a doubt, everyone would emerge from that com- competition a winner, for love is truly the only sure secret to our success. Amen. And how does uh, Fernando get love? By reading John 14, 15, 16, and 17, and 1 John 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. And what I always tell everybody, treasures follow love. Good success, follow love. This book of the law shall not depart out of Fernando's mouth, but he shall meditate in it day and night, for then he shall make his way prosperous and have good success. Now let's take that on the negative content. Let's say it, this book of the law, Fernando will not pick up or read, for then he will make his, his way a failure and he will have poverty. Isn't that right? The opposite. And that's exactly right what happened when we don't pick up, when I don't pick up the book. Poverty comes, uh, failure comes. But when we stay in love by reading God's Word, which is uh, wisdom and romance in it, we become faithful and love appears from our hard work. That's our reward. The reward for the hard work of reading is love. And riches follow love. Can't be any more wonderful than that. Or contentment is another word. If you guys are afraid of the word rich. Rich is, you have a rich immune system. You have rich eyes, rich ears, 
rich lungs, they're all working, right? You have rich atmosphere with your thinking. We are rich because we have Jesus Christ, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, the mighty rock, the eternal rock living inside of us. We're grateful for that. Amen. All right, for the, uh, we're going to go ahead and read, uh, jump to Proverbs, uh, excuse me, to the book of Psalms right now and take a look and see if we have, see any riches in the book of Psalms and Psalms 6 and 7. Let's see. It says, O Lord, do not rebuke me or punish me in your anger, nor discipline me in your wrath. Psalm 6. Have mercy on me and be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am weak. Heal me, O Lord, for my bones are dismayed in anguish. My soul as well as my body is greatly dismayed. But as for you, excuse me, but as for you, O Lord, how long until you act on my behalf? Return, O Lord, rescue my soul. Save me because of your unfailing steadfast love and mercy. For in death there is no mention of you. In shallow the netherworld, the place of the dead, who will praise you and give you thanks? I am weary with my groaning. Every night I soak my bed with tears. I drench my couch with my weeping. My eyes grow dim with grief. It grows old because of all my enemies. Depart from me, all you who do evil. For the Lord has heard the voice of my weeping. The Lord has heard my supplication, my plea for grace. My plea for grace have gone into the Lord's ears. The Lord has received my prayers. Let all my enemies be ashamed and greatly horrified. Let them turn back. Let them suddenly be ashamed of what they have done or thought. Psalm 7. O Lord my God, in you I take refuge. Save me and rescue me from all those who pursue me, so that my enemy will not tear me like a lion, drag me away like there is no one to rescue him. O Lord my God, if I have done this, if there's injustice in my hands, if I have done evil to him who was at peace with me, or without cause rob him who was my enemy, let the enemy pursue me and overtake me, and let him trample my life to the ground and lay my honor in the dust. Arise, O Lord, in your anger. Lift up yourself against the rage of my enemy. Rise up for me. You have commanded judgment and vindication. Let the assembly of the nations be gathered around you and turn on high over them. And return on high over them. The Lord judges the people. Judge me, O Lord, and grant me justice according to my righteousness and according to the integrity within me. Oh, let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end, but establish the righteous, those in right standing with you. For the righteous God tries the hearts and minds. My shield and my defense depend on God, who saves the upright in heart. God is a righteous judge and a God who is indignant every day. If a man does not repent, God will sharpen his sword. He has strung and bent his mighty bow and made it ready. He has also prepared other deadly weapons for himself. He makes his arrows fiery shafts aim at the unrepentant. Behold, the wicked and the irreverent man is pregnant with sin. 
and he conceives mischiefs and gives birth to lies. He has dug a pit and hollowed it, and has fallen into the very pit which he made as a trap. His mischief will return on his own head, and his violence will come down on the top of his head like loose dirt. I will give thanks to the Lord according to his righteousness and justice, and I will sing praises to the name of the Lord Most High. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let's go ahead and jump to Psalms 37, which is a favorite psalm of all of us. And then we'll do not worry because of evildoers, nor be envious towards wrongdoers. For they will wither quickly like the grass and fade like the green herb. Trust, rely on, and have confidence in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed securely on his faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires and petitions of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him also, and He will do it. He will make your righteousness, your pursuit of right standing with God like the light, and your judgment like the shining of the noon sun. Be still before the Lord, wait patiently for Him, and entrust yourself to Him. Do not fret, whine, agonize because of Him who prospers in his way because of the man who carries out wicked schemes. Cease from anger and abandon wrath. Do not fret, it leads only to evil. For those who do evil will be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord, they will inherit the land. For yet a little while the wicked one will be gone forever. Though you look carefully where he used to be, he will not be found. But the humble will, alas, inherit the land, and will delight themselves in abundant prosperity and peace. The wicked plot against the righteous and gnashes at him with his teeth. The Lord laughs at him, the wicked one, the one who oppresses the righteous. For he sees that his day of defeat is coming. The wicked have drawn the sword and bent their bow to cast down the afflicted and the needy to slaughter those who are upright in conduct, those with personal integrity and godly character. The sword of the ungodly will enter their own heart, and their bow will be broken. Better is the little of the righteous who seek the will of God than the abundance riches of many wicked godless. For the arms of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord upholds and sustains the righteous who seek Him. The Lord knows the days of the blameless, and their inheritance will continue forever. They will not be ashamed in the time of evil. In the days of famine, they will have plenty and be satisfied. But the wicked, ungodly will perish, and the enemies of the Lord will be like the glory of the pasture, and like the fat of lambs that is consumed in smoke. They vanish like smoke, they vanish away. The wicked borrows and does not pay back. But the righteous is gracious and kind and gives, for those blessed by God will at last inherit the land. But those cursed by him will be cut off. The steps of a good and righteous man are directed and established by the Lord, and he delights in his way and blesses his path. When he falls, he will not be hurled down, because the Lord is the one who holds his hand and sustains him. I have been young, and I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous, those in right standing with God, 
abandoned or his descendants pleading for bread. All day long he is gracious and lends, and his descendants are a blessing. Depart from evil and do good, and you will dwell securely in the land forever. For the Lord delights in justice and does not abandon his saints, faithful ones. They are preserved forever, but the descendants of the wicked will in time be cut off. The righteous will inherit the land and live in it forever. The mouth of the righteous proclaims wisdom, and his tongue speaks justice and truth. The law of his God is in his heart. Not one of his steps will slip. The wicked lies in wait for the righteous and seeks to kill him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand or let him be condemned when he is judged. Wait for and expect the Lord and keep his way, and he will exalt you to inherit the land. In the end, when the wicked are cut off, you will see it. I have seen a wicked, violent man with great power spreading and plotting himself like a cedar in his native soil. Yet he passed away, and lo, he was no more. I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the blameless man who is spiritually complete, and behold the upright who walks in moral integrity. There is a good future for the man of peace, because of a life of honor blesses one's descendants. As for transgressors, they will be completely destroyed. The future of the wicked will be cut off, but the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their refuge and stronghold in the time of trouble. The Lord helps them and rescues them. He rescues them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in Him. Amen. Psalm 37. Praise the Lord. And let's do Psalm 36. Transgressions, transgressions speak like an oracle to the wicked godless deep within his heart. Transgressions speaks like an oracle to the wicked, the godless, deep within their heart. There is no fear or dread or God before his eyes. For he flatters and deceives himself in his own eyes, thinking that his sinfulness will not be discovered and hated by God. The words of his mouth are wicked and deceitful. He has ceased to be wise and to do good. His plan, wrongdoing on his bed, he plans. He sets himself on a path that is not good. He does not reject or despise evil. Your loving kindness and graciousness, O Lord, extends to the skies. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mountains of God. Your judgments are like the great deep. O Lord, you preserve man and beast. How precious is your loving kindness, O God. The children of man take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They drink their fill of the abundance of your house. And you allow them to drink from the river of your delights. For with you is the fountain of life, the fountain of life giving water. In your light we see light. Oh, continue your loving kindness to those who know you and your righteousness, salvation to the upright in heart. Do not let the foot of the proud person overtake me, and do not let the hand of the wicked drive me away. There those who are perverse and do evil have fallen. They have been thrust down and cannot rise. Let's go take a look at Psalm 66 and 67. 
shout joyfully to God all the earth. Sing of the honor and glory and magnificence of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome and fearful, glorious are your works. Come on, everyone, say it with me. Say, how awesome and fearfully glorious are your works. Because of the greatness of your power, your enemies will pretend to be obedient to you. All the earth will bow down to worship you and in submissive wonder and will sing praises to you. They will praise your name in song. Salah. Come and see the works of God. He is awesome in his deeds towards the children of men. He turns the sea into dry land. They cross through the river on foot. There we rejoice in him who rules by his might forever. His eyes keep watching the nations. Do not let the rebellious exalt themselves. Bless our God, O peoples, and make the sound of his praise be heard abroad, who keep us among the living, and does not allow our feet to slip or stumble. For you have tested us, O God, you have refined us as silver is refined. You brought us into the net, you laid heavy burden of servitude on us, you made men charioteers right over our heads in defeat. We went through fire and through water, yet you brought us out into a broad place of abundance to be refreshed. And a broad place of abundance to be refreshed. I shall come into your house with burnt offerings. I shall pay you my vows, which my lips uttered and my mouth spoke as I promised when I was in distress. I shall offer to you burnt offerings of fat lambs with the sweet smoke of rams. I will offer bulls with male goats. Come and hear all who fear God and worship Him with all inspiring reverence and obedience. And I will tell you what He has done for me. I cried out loud to Him. He was highly praised with my tongue. If I regard sin and baseness in my heart, that is, if I know it is there and do nothing about it, the Lord will not hear me. But certainly God has heard me. He has given me the heed to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God who has not turned away my prayer, nor his loving kindness from me. Psalm 67. God be gracious and kind-hearted to us and bless us and make his face shine with favor on us. Salah that your way may be known on earth, your salvation and deliverance among all nations. Let the people praise you, O God. Let all the people praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you will judge the people fairly and guide the nations on earth. Salah. Let the people praise you, O God. Let all the people praise you. The earth has yielded its harvest as evidence of his approval. God, our God, blesses us. God blesses us. And all the ends of the earth shall fear him with all inspired reverence, submissive wonder. Amen and amen. Psalm 96 and 97. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. 
proclaim good news of his salvation from day to day, declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works and wonderful deeds among all the people. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the people are worthless, lifeless idols. But the Lord made the heavens splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the earth. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble in submissive wonder before him all the earth. Say among the nations, The Lord reigns, indeed, the world is firmly and securely established. It should not be moved. He will judge and rule the people with fairness. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all the things in it it contains. Let the field be exuberant and all that is in it. Then all the trees of the forest will sing for joy before the Lord, for he is coming. For he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the people in his faithfulness. Amen and amen. All right, now we go to Psalm 97. The Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice. Let the many islands and coastlands be glad. Clouds and thick darkness surround him as in Sinai. Righteousness and justice are the foundations of his throne. Fire goes before him and burns up his adversaries on all sides. His lightnings have illuminated the world. The earth has seen and trembled. The mountains melt like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. The heavens declare his righteousness, and all the people see his glory and brilliance. Let all those that be deeply ashamed who serve carved images, who boast in idols, worship him, all you gods. Zion heard this and was glad, and the daughter cities of Judah rejoiced in relief. Because of your judgments, O Lord, for you are the Lord most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. You who love the Lord hate evil. He protects the souls of his godly ones, believers. He rescues them from the hand of the wicked. Light is sown like seed for the righteous and illuminates their path. And irrepressible joy is spread for the upright in heart who delight in favor and protection. Who delight in his favor and protection. Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous ones, those who who moral and spiritual integrity places them in right standing with God and praise and give thanks to the remembrance of his holy name. Amen and amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now we run up to Psalm 126 and 27. Thanksgiving for return from captivity, the songs of ascents, a song. When the Lord brought back the captives to Zion, Jerusalem, we were like those who dream it seemed so unreal. 
Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with joyful shouting. Then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. Restore our captivity, O Lord. Restore as the stream beds in the south, the Negev, are restored by torrent rains. They who sow in tears shall reap with joyful singing. He who goes back and forth weeping carry his bag of seed for planting will indeed come again with a joyful shout, bringing his sheaves with him. Psalm 127 Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchmen keep awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise early, to retire late, to eat the bread of anxious labors, for he gives blessings to his beloved even in his sleep. Behold, children are a heritage and a gift from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is his reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. How blessed, happy, and fortunate is the man whose quiver is filled with them. They will not be ashamed when they speak with their enemies in gatherings at the city gate. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Bienvenidos al estudio hoy bíblico, el 7 de octubre y 6 de octubre vamos a estar leyendo las lecturas Fe a Fe por Kenneth y Gloria Copeland. Octubre 7. Apártese de la necesidad. Proverbios 13, 21. El mal perseguirá a los pecadores, mas los justos serán premiados con el bien. El mal persiga a los pecadores, mas los justos serán premiados con el bien. Proverbios 13, 21. Satanás nos ha mantenido con una mentalidad, mentalidad de pobreza por tanto tiempo que es difícil entender cuán insensamente Dios desea prosperarnos, a pesar de que Él nos lo ha dicho muchas veces. Por ejemplo, considere a Abraham, Dios lo hizo sumamente rico. En Génesis 13.2 se nos relata que era rico en ganado, en plata y en oro. Luego menciona a Salomón, la Biblia nos relata que él sobrepasó a todos los reyes de la tierra en riquezas y en sabiduría. Job, el siervo de Dios, poseía tanta fortuna que se le consideraba el más respetado de todos los hombres del oriente. Eso fue antes de que Satanás lo hiciera sufrir. Después, Dios lo bendijo con más del doble de lo que Satanás le había quitado. Ahora el problema radica en que la mayoría de los creyentes de hoy se asustan al pensar en el gran abundancia que Dios les dio a esos hombres. Se asustan porque creen que esa clase de riquezas podría 
destruir sus vidas. En Proverbios 1.32 Dios dice, La prosperidad de los necios los echará a perder. Eso quiere decir que usted debe evitar convertirse en un necio, no evitar ser próspero. Le animo a que durante esta semana sea el libro de lea el libro de Proverbios y descubra lo que Dios dice acerca de las características del hombre necio. Pídele al Espíritu Santo que examine su corazón si usted observa que se ha comportado como los necios en algunas cosas. Arrepiéntese y tome la decisión de no volver a caer en esa trampa. La palabra de Dios le dará fortaleza y ánimo para apartarse de la necesidad y estimular su fe para que pueda recibir lo que usted como hijo redimido de Dios viviente tiene derecho a recibir no la maldición de la pobreza sino la bendición de la prosperidad vamos a leer a Génesis 15 1 a 6 Génesis 15 1 a 6 Después de esto, Dios se le apareció a Abraham en una visión y le dijo, Abraham, no tengas miedo, yo soy quien te protege. Voy a darte muchas riquezas. Abraham le contestó, Dios y rey mío, ¿y para qué me vas a dar riquezas si no tengo hijo? Cuando me muera, ese extranjero que tengo por esclavos va a quedarse con todo lo que es mío. Pero Dios le aseguró, tu heredero será un hijo tuyo y no tu esclavo Eliezer. Luego lo llevó afuera y le dijo, Mira al cielo y sus muchas estrellas. ¿Verdad que no puedes contarlas? Pues tampoco será posible contar a tus descendientes. Abraham confió en las promesas de Dios y por eso Dios lo aceptó y le dijo, Yo soy tu Dios y tú eres mí, mío porque confías en mí. Yo te saqué de Ur de los Caldeos para entregarte esta tierra. Abraham le respondió, Dios y Rey mío, ¿cómo puedes estar seguro de que me la darás? Entonces Dios le dijo, Para cerrar el trato, trae una vaca, una cabra y un carnero de tres años cada uno y trae también una paloma y una tortolita. Abraham lo llevó a Dios todos estos animales y los partió por la mitad, pero los aves los dejó enteros. Los buitres se lanzaban sobre los cadáveres, pero Abraham los espantaba. Cuando el sol comenzaba a ocultarse, Abraham sintió mucho sueño y se vio rodeado de gran, un gran oscuridad. Eso le dio mucho miedo, pero Dios le dijo, Quiero que sepas que tus descendientes irán a vivir en un país extranjero. Ahí los harán trabajar como esclavos y los maltratarán durante 400 años. Sin embargo, yo castigaré a ese país y haré de que tus descendientes salgan de allí con grandes riquezas. Tú tendrás una vejez tranquila y morirás en paz y serás sepultado junto con tus antepasados. Aleluya.
Gloria a Dios en las alturas. Amén. Ahora vamos a leer el 6 de octubre de Fe a Fe por Kennedy Gloria Copeland. El amor revolucionario. Acuérdense que las riquezas no pueden llegar sin amor. Que no necesita amor. Y la única parte de que agarra uno amor es leyendo la, la Biblia. Porque si no la lee, el beneficio de leer la Biblia es, es el amor. Es, Dios da el amor. Él es como premio por leer la Biblia. El José dice, nunca dejes de leer el libro de la ley. Estúdialo de día y de noche y ponlo en práctica para que tengas éxito en todo lo que hagas. Siempre carga el libro contigo y siempre andas comiendo en él, comiendo algo del libro de Dios. Dice, siempre tendrás éxito en todo lo que hagas. Te irá bien, tendrás prosperidad y éxito. Hay que hacerlo en el negativo, este pasaje. Hay que decir, Fernando nunca lee el libro de la Biblia. Nunca la estudia día y noche. Y, es, y no la pone en práctica. Él le va puro fracaso y pobreza por los resultados. Si tienes fracaso y pobreza, a luego que no estás haciendo... No estamos haciendo lo que debemos de hacer para tener, para ser miembro de esa familia, ser miembro de las riquezas, del entusiasmo, del gozo, del humor, del, de, lo, de las risas que el Padre tiene para nosotros. Y sí, sí tiene risa, tiene mucho gozo, mucho amor, mucha felicidad para nosotros, los creyentes y siguientes que... Esperamos a Dios. Esperamos volver a Él. Ok. 6 de octubre. El amor revolucionario por Kenneth Copeland. Primero Corintios 13, 6 a 8 nos dice. El amor no se goza de la injusticia. El amor más se goza de la verdad. El amor todo lo sufre, todo lo cree. El amor todo lo espera. El amor todo lo soporta. El amor nunca deja de ser, pero las profecías se acabarán y cesarán las lenguas y la ciencia acabará. El amor nunca deja de ser. Sin él, nada da resultado. Con él no puede hacer haber fracaso. Cuando el amor es el móvil de su vida, usted no podrá fracasar. La fe es necesaria para creer que el método del amor nunca se extingue. La mente natural no puede comprender eso porque el hombre natural y el mundo están gobernados por el egoísmo. Pero si usted practica el amor por fe y no busca lo suyo, estará poniendo al Padre Celestial a su favor. Mientras permanezca en el amor, 
Dios Padre buscará su beneficio. Él se asegura de que usted triunfie. Andar en amor será un gran ventaja para usted. El amor agape es un poder diferente que le convierte en amor de toda situación. Ninguna arma forjada contra usted prosperará. Nadie tiene el poder de lastimar sus sentimientos porque usted no es gobernado por sus sentimientos, sino por el amor de Dios. Ese amor es revolucionario. Si comprendiéramos el gran beneficio de vivir en el amor de Dios, seguramente estaríamos compitiendo entre nosotros para ver quién podrá amar más a los demás. Sin duda, cada uno de nosotros sería ganador en esa competencia porque a decir verdad, el amor es la clave segura para nuestro éxito. Amén y amén. Quieren que leamos nosotros Romanos 12, 9 a 21. A ver, vamos para allá a ver qué dice. Romanos 12, 1. Qué pronto. Romanos 12, 9 a 21. Amen a los demás con sinceridad, rechacen todo lo que sea malo y no se aparten de lo que sea bueno. Amense unos a otros como hermanos y respétense siempre. Trabajen con mucho ánimo y no sean perezosos. Trabajen para Dios con mucho entusiasmo. Mientras esperan al Señor, muéstrense alegres cuando sufren por el Señor. Muéstrense pacientes cuando Oren al Señor, muéstrense constantes, comparten lo que tengan con los pobres de la iglesia, reciban en sus hogares a los que vengan de otras ciudades y países, no maldigan a sus perseguidores, más bien pídanle a Dios que los bendiga. Si alguno está alegre, alégrense con él. Si alguno está triste, acompáñalo en su tristeza. Vivan siempre en armonía y no sean orgullosos, sino traten como iguales a la gente humilde. No se crean más inteligentes que los demás. Si alguien los trata mal, no le paguen con la misma moneda. Al contrario, busquen siempre hacer el bien a todos. Hagan todo lo posible por vivir en paz con todo el mundo. Queridos hermanos, no busquen la venganza, sino dejen que Dios se encargue de castigar a los malvados. Pues en la Biblia Dios dice, a mí me toca vengarme, yo le daré a cada cual su merecido. Y también dice, si tu amigo tiene hambre, dale de comer, si tiene sed, dale de beber, así harás que le arda la cabeza de vergüenza. No se dejen vencer por el mal, al contrario, triunfien sobre el mal haciendo el bien. En ese tiempo, el dicho de decir, si tu enemigo tiene hambre, dale de comer. Si tiene sed, dale de beber. Así harás que le arde la cabeza de vergüenza. Es una forma de decir, de, de hacer la cosa derecha. De que uno no tenemos el principio, que tenemos que amarnos y, y perdonarnos. Y el que actúe primero, 
el otro le da vergüenza. Y Dios nos da un premio al mismo tiempo. Ahora, la forma de que a mí se me, se me brota el amor es leyendo 1 de Juan, capítulo 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Y a veces leo el Juan 14, 15, 16, 17 para tener amor. Es como media hora de, de leencia y nos da amor. Ahí les va. Primero de Juan 1. Esta carta habla de la palabra de vida. La cual ya existía desde antes de que Dios creara el mundo. La escribimos para contarles lo que hemos visto y oído cerca de ella, para que juntos podamos alegrarnos completamente. Si ustedes se mantendrán unidos a nosotros como nosotros nos mantenemos unidos a Dios y al Padre y a su Hijo Jesucristo. La palabra de vida es Jesucristo que es quien da la vida verdadera, la vida eterna. Jesucristo estaba con Dios el Padre, pero vino a nosotros y nosotros, sus discípulos, lo vimos con nuestros propios ojos, lo escuchamos hablar y hasta pudimos tocarlo. Jesucristo nos enseñó que Dios es luz y que donde Dios está no hay oscuridad. Este es el mensaje que ahora les anunciamos. Si decimos que somos amigos de Dios y al mismo tiempo vivimos pecando, entonces resultamos de ser unos mentirosos que no obedecen a Dios. Pero si vivimos en la luz, así como Dios vive en la luz, nos mantendremos unidos como hermanos y Dios perdonará nuestros pecados por medio de la sangre de su Hijo Jesús. Si decimos que no hemos pecado, nos engañamos a nosotros mismos y no decimos la verdad. Pero si reconocemos ante Dios que hemos pecado, podemos estar seguros de que Él, que es justo, nos perdonará y nos limpiará de toda maldad. Si decimos que nunca hemos hecho lo malo, hacemos que Dios aparezca como un mentiroso y no hemos aceptado el mensaje que Él nos ha dado. Capítulo 2 Jesucristo nuestro defensor. Yo los quiero a ustedes como hijos, pero eso les escribo esta carta, por eso, para que no pequen. Pero si alguien peca, Jesucristo es justo y nos defiende ante Dios el Padre. Dios perdona nuestros pecados y los de todo el mundo porque Cristo se ofreció voluntariamente para morir por nosotros. Nosotros sabemos que conocemos a Dios porque obedecemos sus mandamientos. Si alguien dice, yo soy amigo de Dios y no lo obedece, es un mentiroso y no dice la verdad. En cambio, el que obedece lo que Dios ordena, de veras sabe a Marco como Dios ama y puede estar seguro de que es amigo de Dios. El que dice que es amigo de Dios debe vivir como vivió Jesús. Hermanos en Cristo, no les estoy dando un mandamiento nuevo, les estoy repitiendo un mandamiento muy antiguo 
que ustedes ya conocen. Se trata del mismo mandamiento que Dios les dio desde el principio. Sin embargo, este, esto que les escribo es un mandamiento nuevo y ya saben lo que significa. Como también Cristo lo sabe, Él es la luz verdadera que brilla cada vez más fuerte y que hace que la oscuridad vaya dis, disminuyendo. Si alguno dice que vive en la luz pero odia a otro miembro de la iglesia, en realidad vive en un gran oscuridad. El que ama a los demás vive bajo la brillante luz de Dios y no causa ningún problema a los de su iglesia. Pero el que odia a otro cristiano vive en la oscuridad y no sabe a dónde va, porque la oscuridad lo ha dejado ciego. Hijos míos, les escribo porque Dios les ha perdonado sus pecados por medio de lo que hizo Jesucristo. A ustedes los mayores les escribo porque conocen a Jesús quien ya existía desde antes de que Dios creara el mundo. A ustedes los jóvenes les escribo también porque han sido valientes, han derrotado al diablo y han aceptado con sinceridad el mensaje de Dios. Les he escrito a todos ustedes porque han conocido al Padre. No quieran ustedes ser como los pecadores del mundo ni tampoco hacer lo que ellos hacen. Quienes los hacen no aman al Dios el Padre. Las cosas que ofrece la gente del mundo no vienen de Dios, sino de los pecadores de este mundo. Y estas son las cosas que el mundo nos ofrece. Los malos deseos, la ambición de tener todo lo que vemos y el orgullo de poseer muchas riquezas. Pero lo malo de este mundo y de todo lo que ofrece está por acabarse. En cambio, el que hace lo que Dios manda vive para siempre. Hijos míos, ya estamos viviendo los últimos días y el mundo pronto se acabará. Ustedes han escuchado que antes del fin vendrá el enemigo de Cristo. Pues bien, yo quiero decirles que ya han aparecido muchos enemigos de Cristo. Y por eso sabemos que estamos en los últimos días. Estos enemigos de Cristo se reunían con nosotros, pero en realidad no eran de nuestro grupo. Si hubieran sido de nuestro grupo, se habrían quedado con nosotros. Pero se apartaron del grupo para mostrar claramente que no todos los que se reúnen con nosotros son de los nuestros. Cristo, el Hijo de Dios, los ha apartado a ustedes del mundo y les ha dado el Espíritu Santo. Y todos ustedes conocen la verdad. Por eso les escribo, porque sé que ustedes conocen la verdad y saben que quien la conoce no puede mentir. Entonces, ¿quién miente? Pues el que dice que Jesús no es el Mesías. Ese es el enemigo de Cristo, pues rechaza tanto a Dios el Padre como a Jesús el Hijo. Cualquiera que rechaza al Hijo también rechaza al Padre. Y si alguien acepta al Hijo, también acepta al Padre. Por eso no dejen de hacer ustedes lo que se les enseñó desde el principio. Si continúan haciéndolo, entonces vivirán siempre unidos al Hijo y al Padre. 
pues Cristo nos ha prometido la vida eterna. Les estoy escribiendo para advertirles sobre algunos que quieren engañarlos. Pero ustedes tienen al Espíritu Santo que Cristo puso en, su, en ustedes, por eso no necesitan que nadie les enseñe, pues el Espíritu de Dios les enseña todo. Y lo que Él enseña no es mentira, sino la verdad. Por eso sigan las enseñanzas del Espíritu Santo y manténganse siempre unidos a Cristo. Nota, aquí cuando nosotros leemos la Biblia solos, la palabra de Dios, el Espíritu, nuestra conciencia, nos habla y empieza, empieza a ayudarnos a aprender la Biblia y, y nos sigue hablando todo el día después de leer la Biblia. Se prende el Espíritu Santo con la palabra de Dios. Amén. Amén. Versículo 28. Ahora, hijos míos, sigan unidos a Cristo. Así, cuando Él regrese, lo estaremos esperando confiadamente y no pasaremos por la vergüenza de ser castigados. Como ustedes saben, Jesucristo hace todo lo que le agrada a Dios. Por eso también deben ser que todo lo que hace lo que a Dios le agrada. Por eso también deben saber que todo el que hace lo que a Dios le agrada es hijo de Dios. Amén. Capítulo 3. Miren, miren muy bien, Dios el Padre nos ama tanto que la gente nos llama hijos de Dios y la verdad es que lo somos. Por eso los pecadores de este mundo no nos conocen porque tampoco han conocido a Dios. Queridos hermanos, nosotros ya somos hijos de Dios y aunque todavía no sabemos cómo seremos en el futuro, sí sabemos que cuando Jesucristo aparezca otra vez, nos pareceremos a Él porque lo veremos como Él es en realidad. Todo el que espera confiadamente que todo esto suceda, se esfuerza por ser bueno como lo es Jesús. Todo el que peca desobedece la ley de Dios porque el pecado consiste en desobedecer a Dios. Como ustedes saben, Jesucristo vino al mundo para quitar los pecados del mundo. Jesucristo no peca ni puede pecar. Por eso cualquier que sea amigo de Jesucristo y quiere mantenerse unido a Él no puede seguir pecando. El que peca no conoce a Jesucristo ni lo entiende. Hijitos míos, que nadie los engañe. Todo el que obedece a Dios es tan justo como lo es Jesús. Pero el que siempre hace lo malo es amigo del diablo, porque el diablo ha estado pecando desde el día en que Dios creó el mundo. Por esa razón vino el Hijo de Dios al mundo para destruir todo lo que hace el diablo. Ningún hijo de Dios sigue pecando porque los hijitos de Dios viven como Dios vive. Así que no pueden seguir pecando porque es un hijo de Dios. Podemos saber quién es hijo de Dios y quién es hijo del diablo. Los hijos del diablo son los que no quieren hacer lo bueno ni se aman unos a otros. Desde el principio se les ha enseñado a ustedes que nosotros debemos amarnos unos a otros. 
No debemos ser como Caín, que era como un hijo del diablo y por eso mató a su hermano. ¿Y por qué lo mató? Porque lo que Caín hacía era malo y lo que hacía su hermano era bueno. Mis queridos amigos, no se extrañen si los pecadores de este mundo nos odian. El amor que nos tenemos demuestra que ya no estamos muertos, sino que ahora vivimos. Pero si ustedes no se aman los unos a los otros, es porque todavía están bajo el poder de la muerte. Si ustedes se odian unos a otros, son asesinos y ya saben que ningún asesino puede tener la vida eterna. Pero nosotros sabemos lo que es el amor, porque Jesucristo dio su vida por nosotros. Así también nosotros debemos dar nuestra vida por nuestros hermanos en Cristo. Si un rico ve que alguno de su propia iglesia tiene alguna necesidad y no lo ayuda, ese rico no ama como Dios ama. Hijos míos, no debemos limitarnos a decir que amamos, sino que debemos demostrarlo por medio de lo que hacemos. Sabemos que pertenecemos a Dios porque amamos a los demás. Por eso, si nos sentimos culpables de algo, podemos estar seguros de que Dios no nos acusa de nada, porque Él está por encima de todo sentimiento y lo sabe todo. Amados míos, si estamos bien con Dios, podemos presentarnos ante Él con toda confianza y nos dará lo que le pidamos, porque obedecemos sus mandamientos y hacemos lo que a Él le agrada. Y su mandamiento es que creamos en su Hijo Jesucristo y que nos amemos unos a otros, tal como Jesús nos lo ordenó. Si obedecemos a Dios, viviremos unidos a Él, y Él vivirá unidos a nosotros. Esto lo sabemos por el Espíritu Santo que nos ha dado. Capítulo 4 Queridos hermanos, no les crean a todos los que dicen que tienen el Espíritu de Dios. Póngalos a prueba para ver si son lo que dicen ser porque el mundo está lleno de falsos profetas. ¿Usted puede saber de que una persona tiene el Espíritu de Dios? Si reconoce que Jesucristo vino al mundo como verdadero hombre, pero si dice que esto no es cierto, es porque no tiene el Espíritu de Dios. Al contrario, tiene el Espíritu del enemigo de Cristo. Ustedes ya saben que este Espíritu tiene que venir y yo quiero decirles que ya ha llegado al mundo. Hijos míos, ustedes son de Dios y ya han vencido a esos falsos profetas. Pues Él permanece unidos a ustedes y es más poderoso que su enemigo. Ellos son unos pecadores y los demás pecadores de este mundo les hacen caso porque hablan de las mismas cosas. Pero nosotros pertenecemos a Dios y podemos saber quién tiene el espíritu de, que dice la verdad y quién tiene el espíritu del engaño. El que es de Dios nos hace caso, pero el que no es de Dios nos ignora. Amados hijos míos, debemos amarnos unos a otros 
Porque el amor viene de Dios. Todo el que ama es hijo de Dios y conoce a Dios. El que no ama no conoce a Dios porque Dios es amor. Dios nos dio muestra de su amor al invario, al enviar al mundo a Jesús, su único Hijo, para que por medio de Él todos nosotros tengamos vida eterna. El verdadero amor no consiste en que nosotros hayamos amado a Dios, sino en que Él nos amó y envió a su Hijo para que nosotros fuéramos perdonados por medio de su sacrificio. Hijos míos, si Dios nos ha amado así, nosotros también debemos amarnos los unos a los otros. Nadie ha visto nunca a Dios, pero si nos amamos unos a otros, Dios vive en nosotros y también su amor estará en nosotros. Sabemos que estamos íntimamente unidos a Dios porque Él nos ha dado su Espíritu. Nosotros mismos lo hemos visto y lo decimos sin miedo. El Padre envió a su Hijo para salvar a todo el mundo. Si alguien reconoce que Jesucristo es el Hijo de Dios, queda íntimamente unido a Dios, como si fuera una sola persona con Él. Sabemos y creemos que Dios nos ama, porque Dios es amor. Cualquiera que ama a su hermano no está íntimamente unido a Dios. Cualquiera que ama a sus hermanos está íntimamente unido a Dios. Si en verdad amamos a los hermanos y si vivimos como Jesucristo vivió en este mundo, no tendremos por qué tener miedo cuando Jesús venga para juzgar a todo el mundo. La persona que ama no tiene miedo. Donde hay amor, no hay temor. Al contrario, el verdadero amor quita el miedo. Si alguien tiene miedo de que Dios lo castigue, es porque no ha aprendido a amar. Nosotros am amamos a nuestros hermanos porque Dios nos amó primero. Si decimos que amamos a Dios y al mismo tiempo nos odiamos unos a otros, somos unos mentirosos, porque si no amamos al hermano a quien podemos ver, mucho menos podemos amar a Dios a quien no podemos ver. Y Jesucristo nos dio este mandamiento. Amen a Dios y ámense uno a otro. Capítulo 5 Si creemos que Jesús es el Mesías, en verdad seremos hijos de Dios. Y recordemos que si amamos al Padre, también debemos amar a los hijos de este mismo Padre. Y sabemos que amamos a Dios y obedecemos sus mandamientos cuando también amamos, amamos a los hijos de Dios. Nosotros demostramos que amamos a Dios cuando obedecemos sus mandamientos y obedecerlos no es fácil, difícil. En realidad, todo el que es hijo de Dios vence lo malo de este mundo y todo el que confía en Jesucristo obtiene la victoria. El que cree que Jesús es hijo de Dios vence al mundo y a su maldad. 
Cuando Jesucristo vino a este mundo, fue bautizado en agua y al morir derramó su sangre. El Espíritu de Dios es testigo de esto. Y todo lo que el Espíritu dice es verdad. Son tres los que no enseñan que esto es verdad. El Espíritu de Dios, el agua del bautismo y la sangre que Jesús derramó al morir en la cruz. Y los tres dicen lo mismo. Nosotros valoramos lo que dice la gente, pero valoremos más lo que Dios dice porque nos habla acerca de su Hijo. Confiar en el Hijo de Dios es creer en lo que Dios ha dicho, pero el que no cree en Dios lo hace pasar por mentiroso, porque no ha creído lo que Dios mismo ha dicho acerca de su Hijo, Jesucristo, y lo que Dios ha dicho es que Él nos ha dado vida eterna y que tendremos esa vida si creemos en su Hijo. Si vivimos unidos al Hijo de Dios, tenemos vida eterna. Si no vivimos unidos al Hijo de Dios, no tenemos vida eterna. Conclusión. Les escribo esto a ustedes que confían en el Hijo de Dios para que sepan que tienen vida eterna. Confiamos en Dios, pues sabemos que Él nos oye si le pedimos algo que a Él le agrada. Así como somos, sabemos que Él oye nuestras oraciones, también sabemos que ya nos ha dado lo que hemos pedido. Si alguno ve que un hermano de la iglesia comete un pecado que no lleva a la muerte, debe orar por ese hermano para que Dios le dé vida. Pero debe tratarse de un pecado que no lleve a la muerte. Porque hay pecados que llevan a la muerte y quiero decirles que no se debe orar por, él, por quienes los cometen. Todo tipo de maldad, todo tipo de maldad es pecado, pero no todo pecado lleva a la muerte. Sabemos que los hijos de Dios no pecan porque Jesucristo, el Hijo de Dios, los cuida y el diablo no puede hacerles daño. Sabemos que somos de Dios y que el resto de la gente en el mundo está dominada por el diablo. Y también sabemos que el Hijo de Dios ha venido y que nos ha dado la capacidad de conocer al Dios verdadero. Nosotros vivimos unidos a su Hijo, Jesucristo. Él es el Dios verdadero que da la vida eterna. Cuidado, hijos míos, no obedezcan a los dioses falsos. Amén. La palabra de Dios. Bendito sea la palabra de Dios. Ahora vamos a leer a Juan 14, 15, 16 y 17. Poco después Jesús le dijo a sus discípulos, No se preocupen, confíen en Dios y confíen también en mí. En la casa de mi Padre hay lugares para todos. Si no fuera cierto, no les habría dicho que voy allá a prepararles un lugar. Después de esto, volveré para llevarlos conmigo. Así estaremos juntos y ustedes ya saben a dónde voy y saben también el camino que deben tomar. Pero Tomás le dijo, Señor, si no sabemos a dónde vas, ¿cómo vamos a saber qué camino tomar? Jesús le respondió, Yo soy el camino, la verdad y la vida. Sin mí, nadie puede llegar a Dios, al Padre. Si ustedes me conocen a mí, también conocerán a mi Padre. 
y desde ahora lo conocen porque lo están viendo. Entonces Felipe, Felipe le dijo, Señor, déjanos saber al Padre, eso es todo lo que necesitamos. Jesús le contestó, Felipe, ya hace mucho tiempo que estoy con ustedes y todavía no me conoces. El que me ha visto a mí también ha visto al Padre. ¿Por qué me dices, dices, déjanos ver al Padre? ¿No crees que yo y el Padre somos uno? Y a los discípulos le dijo, Lo que les he dicho no lo dije por mi propia cuenta. Yo solo hago lo que el Padre quiere que haga. Él hace sus propias obras por medio de mí. Créanme cuando les digo que mi Padre y yo somos uno solo. Y si no, al menos crean en mí por lo que hago. Les aseguro que el que confía en mí hará lo mismo que yo hago. Y como yo voy a donde está mi Padre, ustedes harán cosas todavía mayores de las que yo he hecho. Yo haré todo lo que ustedes me pidan. De ese modo haré que la gente vea a través de mí el poder que tiene Dios el Padre. Yo haré todo lo que ustedes me pidan. Ustedes demostrarán que me aman si cumplen mis mandamientos. Y yo le pediré a Dios el Padre que les envíe al Espíritu Santo para que siempre los ayude y siempre esté con ustedes. Él les enseñará lo que es la verdad. Los que no creen en Dios y solo se preocupan por lo que pasa en este mundo no pueden recibir al Espíritu porque no lo ven ni lo conocen. Pero ustedes sí lo conocen porque está con ustedes y siempre estará en medio de ustedes. No voy a dejarlos solos. Volveré a estar con ustedes. Dentro de poco, la gente de este mundo no podrá verme. Pero ustedes sí me verán porque aunque voy a morir, resucitaré y haré que ustedes también resuciten. Cuando yo regrese a donde ustedes estén, se darán cuenta de que el Padre y yo somos unos y ustedes y yo también seremos uno. El que me obedece y hace lo que yo mando demuestra que me ama de verdad. El que me ama así, mi Padre lo amará y yo también lo amaré y le mostraré como soy en realidad. Entonces el otro Judas, no Judas Isquerote, le preguntó, Señor, ¿por qué solo te vas a mostrar a nosotros y no a los demás? Jesús le contestó, Si alguien me ama, también me obedece. Dios mi Padre lo amará y vendremos a vivir con él. Los que no me aman no me obedecen, pero yo les he dicho solamente lo que mi Padre me envió a decirles, no lo que a mí se me ocurrió. Les digo esto mientras todavía estoy con ustedes. El Espíritu Santo vendrá y los ayudará porque el Padre lo enviará para tomar mi lugar. El Espíritu Santo les enseñará todas las cosas y les recordará todo lo que les he enseñado. Les doy la paz, mi propia paz, que no es como la paz que se desea en este mundo. No se preocupan ni tengan miedo, 
por lo que pronto va a pasar. Ustedes me oyeron decir que me voy, pero regresé por ustedes. Y si en verdad me amarán, deberían estar alegres de esto, porque voy a regresar a donde está mi Padre, y Él es mayor que yo. Les digo todo esto desde ahora para que cuando suceda, confíen en mí. Ya no puedo hablarles de otras cosas porque se está acercando el diablo que manda en este mundo. El que él no, él no tiene poder para vencerme. Pero yo tengo que obedecer a mi Padre para que todos sepan que lo amo. Y para terminar, Jesús le dijo, levántense, salgamos de aquí. Capítulo 10, 15. Dios continuó diciéndole a sus discípulos, Yo soy la vid verdadera, y Dios mi Padre es el que la cuida. Si una de mis ramas no da uvas, mi Padre la corta, pero limpia las ramas que dan fruto para que den más fruto. Ustedes ya están limpios gracias al mensaje que les he anunciado. Si ustedes se mantienen unidos a mí, yo me mantendré unidos a ustedes. Ya saben que una rama no puede producir uvas si no se mantiene unida a la planta. Del mismo modo, ustedes no podrán hacer nada si no se mantienen unidos a mí. El discípulo que se mantiene unido a mí y con quien yo me mantengo unido es como una rama que da muchos frutos. Pero si uno de ustedes se separa de mí, no podrá hacer nada. Al que no se mantenga unido a mí, les pasará lo mismo que a las ramas que no dan fruto. Las cortan, las tiran, y cuando se secan, las prenden de fuego. Si ustedes se mantienen unidos a mí y obedecen todo lo que les he enseñado, recibirán de mi Padre todo lo que le pidan. Si ustedes dan mucho fruto y viven realmente como discípulos míos, mi Padre estará orgulloso de ustedes. Así como el Padre me ama a mí, también yo los amo a ustedes. Nunca dejen de amarme. Si obedecen todo lo que yo les he mandado, los amaré. Siempre así como mi Padre me ama, porque yo lo obedezco en todo. Les digo todo esto para que sean tan felices como yo. Y esto es lo que les mando, que se amen unos a otros así como yo los amo a ustedes. Nadie muestra más amor que quien da la vida por sus amigos. Ustedes son mis amigos si hacen lo que les mando. Ya no los llamo sirvientes porque un sirviente no sabe lo que hace su jefe. Los llamo amigos porque les he contado todo lo que me enseñó mi padre. Ustedes no fueron los que me eligieron a mí, sino que fui yo quien los eligió a ustedes. Les he mandado que vayan y sean como las ramas que siempre dan mucho fruto. Así mi Padre les dará lo que ustedes le pidan en mi nombre. Esto les ordeno, que se amen unos a otros. Los que se interesan solo por las cosas de este mundo... Los odian, odian a ustedes, pero recuerden que primero me odiarán a mí. Ellos los ama, 
amarían a ustedes si ustedes fueran como ellos. Pero ustedes ya son, no son así porque yo les ele, los elegí para que no sean como ellos. Por eso ellos lo odian a ustedes. Recuerden que les dije que ningún sirviente es más importante que su jefe. Por eso si la gente que solo ama a este mundo me ha maltratado a mí, también los maltratará a ustedes. Pero si esa gente hace caso de lo que yo digo, también hará caso de lo que digan ustedes. Todo esto les va a pasar por ser mis discípulos y porque los de este mundo no conocen a Dios, que fue quien me envió. Esa gente no sería culpable por su pecado si yo no hubiera venido a hablarles y si delante de ellos no hubiera hecho yo cosas que nadie jamás ha hecho. Pero aún así me odian a mí y también a mi Padre, porque el que me odia también odia a mi Padre. Pero todo esto debe suceder para que se cumpla lo que está escrito en la Biblia. Me odian sin motivo. Yo les enviaré el Espíritu que viene del Padre y que les enseñará lo que es la verdad. El Espíritu los ayudará y les hablará bien de mí. Y ustedes también hablarán bien de mí porque han estado conmigo desde el principio. Capítulo 16 Les he dicho todo esto para que no dejen de confiar en mí. Ustedes van a ser expulsados de las sinagogas y llegará el día en que cualquiera que los mate crea que le está haciendo un favor a Dios. Esa gente hará esto porque no me han conocido a mí, ni han conocido a Dios mi Padre. Pero les digo esto para que cuando suceda, recuerden que ya se los había dicho. Yo no les dije esto desde un principio porque estaba con ustedes, pero ahora que regreso para estar con Dios, mi Padre, ninguno de ustedes me pregunta a dónde voy. Sin embargo, se han puesto muy tristes por lo que les dije. En realidad, a ustedes les conviene que me vaya, porque si no me voy, el Espíritu que los ayudará y consolará no vendrá. En cambio, si me voy, yo lo enviaré. Cuando el Espíritu venga, hará que los de este mundo se den cuenta de que no creer en mí es pecado. También les hará ver que yo no he hecho nada malo y que soy inocente. Finalmente, el Espíritu mostrará que Dios ya ha juzgado al que gobierna a este mundo y que lo castigará. Yo por mi parte regreso a mi Padre y ustedes ya no me verán. Tengo muchos que decirles, pero ahora no podrían entenderlo. Cuando venga el Espíritu Santo, Él les dirá lo que es la verdad y los guiará para que siempre vivan en la verdad. Él no hablará por su propia cuenta, sino que les dirá lo que oiga del Dios el Padre. Y les enseñará lo que está por suceder. También les hará saber todo acerca de mí y así me honrará. Todo lo que es del Padre también es mío. 
Por eso dije que el Espíritu les dará saber todo acerca de mí. Dentro de poco tiempo ustedes ya no me verán, pero un poco después volverán a verme. Algunos de su, los discípulos empezaron a preguntarse, ¿qué significa esto? Nos dice que dentro de poco ya no lo veremos, pero que en un poco más tarde volveremos a verlo. Y también dice que todo eso sucede porque va a regresar a donde está Dios el Padre. Pero quiere ¿Qué quiere decir con dentro de poco? No entendemos nada de lo que está diciendo. Jesús se dio cuenta de que los discípulos querían hacerle preguntas. Entonces les dijo. Se están preguntando qué es lo que quiere, quise decir. Les aseguro que ustedes se pondrían muy tristes y llorarán. En cambio, la gente que solo piensa en las cosas del mundo se alegrará. Ustedes estarán tristes, pero luego se llenarán de alegría. Cuando una mujer embarazada está dando a luz, sufre en ese momento. Pero una vez que nace el bebé, la madre olvida todo el sufrimiento y se alegra porque ha traído un niño al mundo. Del mismo modo, ahora ustedes están tristes, pero yo volveré a verlos y se pondrán tan felices que ya nadie les quitará esa alegría. Cuando vengan ese día, ustedes ya no me preguntarán nada. Les aseguro que por ser mis discípulos, mi Padre les dará todo lo que le pidan. Hasta ahora ustedes no han pedido nada en mi nombre. Háganlo y Dios les dará lo que pidan. Así serán completamente felices. Hasta ahora les he hablado por medio de ejemplos y comparaciones, pero se acerca el momento en que hablaré claramente acerca de Dios el Padre y ya no usaré más comparaciones. Ya no hará falta que le ruegue a mi Padre por ustedes, sino que ustedes mismos le rogarán a Él, porque son mis seguidores. Dios los ama porque ustedes me aman y porque han creído que Él, Padre, me envió. Yo vine al mundo porque mi Padre me envió y ahora dejo el mundo para volver a estar con Él. Los discípulos le dijeron, Ahora sí, ahora sí que estamos hablando claramente. Estás hablando claramente y no usas comparaciones. No necesitas esperar a quien alguien te pregunte porque tú lo sabes todo. Por eso creemos que Dios te ha enviado. Entonces Jesús le respondió. Así que ahora creen. Pronto, muy pronto, todos ustedes huirán cada uno por su lado y me dejarán solo. Pero no estaré solo porque Dios mi Padre estará conmigo. Les digo estas cosas para que estén unidos a mí y así sean felices de verdad. Pero también valor. Yo he vencido a los poderes que gobiernan este mundo. Amén. Yo he vencido a los poderes que vencen a este mundo. Juan 17. Después de que Jesús terminó de hablar con sus discípulos, miró al cielo y dijo, Padre, ha llegado el momento de que muestra a la gente lo grande y poderoso que soy. 
De ese modo yo también les mostraré lo grandioso y maravilloso que eres tú. Tú me dices autoridad y poder sobre todos los que viven en el mundo para dar vida eterna a todos los seguidores que me has dado. Esa vida eterna la reciben cuando creen en ti y en mí. En ti porque eres el único Dios verdadero y en mí porque soy el Mesías que tú enviaste al mundo. A todo el mundo le he mostrado lo grande y poderoso que eres tú, porque cumplí con todo lo que me ordenaste. Y ahora, Padre, dame el poder y, y la grandeza que tenía cuando estaba contigo, antes de existiera el mundo. A los seguidores que me dices les he mostrado quién eres, ellos eran tuyos y tú me los dices y han obedecido todo lo que les ordenaste. Ahora saben que tú me dices todo lo que tengo porque les he dado el mensaje que me dice y ellos lo han aceptado. Saben que tú me enviaste y lo han creído. Yo te ruego por ellos. No pido por la gente que no me acepta y que solo piensa en las cosas de ese mundo. Más bien pido por los seguidores que me dices y que son tuyos. Todo lo que tengo es tuyo y todo lo que tú tienes es mío. Y en todo esto se muestra la, lo grande y poderoso que soy. Padre Celestial, dentro de poco ya no estaré en el mundo, pues voy a donde tú estás. Pero mis seguidores van a permanecer en este mundo. Por eso te pido que les cuides y que uses el poder que me dices para que se mantengan unidos como tú y yo lo estamos. Mientras yo estaba con ellos, los cuidé con el poder que me dices y ninguno dejó de confiar en mí. El único que nunca creyó en mí fue Judas. Así se cumplió lo que dice la Biblia. Ahora regreso a donde tú estás, pero digo esto mientras estoy en el mundo para que mis seguidores sean tan felices como yo. Les he dado tu mensaje y por eso los de este mundo los odian, pues ellos ya no son como esa gente y tampoco yo soy así. No te pido que la, los quites del mundo, sino que los protejas de Satanás. Yo no soy de este mundo y tampoco ellos lo son. Tu mensaje es la verdad. Haz que al escucharlo ellos se entreguen totalmente a ti. Los envío a dar tu mensaje a la gente de este mundo, así como tú me enviaste a mí. Toda mi vida te he, la he entregado y lo mismo espero que hagan mis seguidores. No pido solo por ellos, sino también por los que crean en mí cuando escuchen tu mensaje. Su mensaje. Te pido que te mantengan, se mantengan unidos entre ellos y que así como tú y yo estamos unidos, también ellos se mantengan unidos a nosotros. Así la gente de este mundo creará crear, que tú me enviaste. Yo les he dado a mis seguidores el mismo poder que tú me dices con el propósito de que se mantengan unidos. Para eso deberán permanecer unidos a mí como yo estoy unido a ti. Así la unidad entre ellos será perfecta 
y los de este mundo entenderán que tú me enviaste y que los amas tanto como me amas a mí. Padre, los seguidores que tengo me los dices tú y quiero que estén donde yo voy a estar para que vean todo el poder que me has dado, pues me has amado desde antes de que existiera el mundo. Padre, tú eres justo, pero los de este mundo no conocen tu justicia. Yo sí te conozco. Y los que me dices saben que tú me enviaste. Les he dicho quién eres y no dejaré de, de hacerlo para que se mantengan unidos a mí y para que amen a los demás como tú y yo nos amamos. Amén y amén. La palabra de Dios.